Robin runs into a permit, Pete. Why Wendy is not running for office. Captive Nations Week and the Helsinki Summit. All this and more on today's edition of The Leftscape. Sheridan. And I'm Mary McGinley. Hi, I'm Robin Renee, and you are listening to The Leftscape. Um, we have a website at leftscape.com. You can find us on Facebook at Leftscape. You can reach us on Twitter at Leftscape. You can reach us on Instagram at Leftscape. And we are on iTunes and anywhere you find your podcasts. And we would love it if you would leave us a review if you are so moved. Five stars. Five, five stars. stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this day, the date that we're uh, it's the twenty fifth of show, uh, which is the July twenty fifth of July, and on this day, uh, in three thousand no three hundred and six A.D., uh, Constantine was proclaimed Roman emperor by his troops. If you're a Constantine fan, I am not a Constantine fan. Because he put together the Bible, and I got a big beef, and I will rant for too long, so I'll hand it over to Wendy. (laughs) Stay tuned for our Constantine show. In 1814, the English engineer George Stevenson introduced his first steam locomotive, which was a traveling engine designed for hauling coal on the Killingsworth Wagonway, and the engine was named Blucher. And what I want to know is, does this have anything to do with uh, Mel Brooks when he named her in Young Frankenstein and, and why it scared all the horses? So if any of my listeners or our listeners know the answer to this, the Internet was rather vague. Uh, please let us know. Thanks. <laughs> And in 1943, Benito Mussolini was dismissed as the Italian premier and arrested on the authority of King Victor Emmanuel III. Yeah, let's channel Hmm. him. Let's channel (laughs) him and and get some other tyrant arrested and dismissed as our leader. Yeah, (laughs) where's that King Victor when you need him? I know. And uh, in 1997... Scientists announced the first human stem cells to be cultured in a laboratory using tissue taken from aborted human embryos. And I know that's controversial, but it's an important date in science. And I also wanna um, say that today is National Thread the Needle Day. So, uh, <laughs> so put on your magnifying glasses and thread those needles. Oh, I like it that it's National Wine and Cheese Day. Yeah. That's a good day. I like that one. And that should drink your wine before you try to thread the needles. Um, Hmm. It's also Hire a Veteran Day. So if you are an employer, it's up to you. And uh, this week is National Moth Week. (laughs) I think we should celebrate the moths. I like that one. I like moths unless they're eating my sweaters. Then I don't like them so much. Right. (laughs) 
Well, it is National Merry-Go-Round Day, which I love because I like amusement parks. And I was just uh, I was just at an amusement park recently, so I might have some merry-go-round pictures because I think they're cool and creepy and awesome in a in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> I love merry-go-rounds too. I I remember as a kid getting on a merry-go-round because it looked so interesting and fun and everything, but then. All we did was go around in a circle, and I said, yeah, I'm back where I started. <laughs> and then a random rock fact, Lou Reed recorded a song called Merry-Go-Round in the early 60s, which sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like it was written for like a pop girl band or something. It's <laughs> really funny that he uh, had had that moment before he became like who he became in the Velvet Underground. So anyway, random. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and it's also uh, Culinarian's Day. Today. Okay. So, if you so like to cook, that's a good. It's a good day to do some awesome uh, cuisine. I have never heard that word before. Culinarians. Culinarian. Yeah. Hmm. Culinarians. Culinarians. Culinary. We should. Uh, Culinatrix. Right. <laughs> they mean cooks. Huh? Well, it's fancier. It's fancier than cooking. Fancier. People cook every day. You know, it, it, this is this is fancy cooking day. So. Okay. So I, and honestly, I think it should be make something with zucchini because my crops are coming in and I'm, yeah, I, Mary got, I think, two zucchinis when we yes, were I playing. Yes, I did, and I ate some right at home. And, and I had, couple... we, we harvested eight more after you left, so. Uh, <laughs> you have the greenest thumb ever. That's amazing. I don't know I, what I the know. hell is, I think it's because Rich bought mushroom dirt to put in our raised beds two years ago, and it's just very fecund. I guess. Very fertile. We want to we want to make some commentary about last week's show because I guess what is it Robin actually ran into a permit Pete at the <laughs> beach over the weekend is that what happened? Yeah, it was it was very eye-opening. You know, we have a lot of talk about, you know, what it is to be living while black lately. We were, our last show, we were talking about, you know, you could be sleeping, you could be, I think recently someone was sitting in his car listening to a yoga music and got uh, someone called the police, you know, so. Oh, was, it it was, was it loud who was yoga music? No, he was just one. sitting. Someone was just felt threatened that he was sitting in his car. He was just waiting for his class oh. to start, I think, apparently. But oh my god! Yeah, so and there was also a woman who was a congresswoman, and she was um, talking to her representatives, going from door to door. She was canvassing. Campaign. She was right, canvassing yeah, yeah. while black. Yes. But anyway, yeah. So anyway, uh, just in the follow-up, I was at the beach on. Saturday and I was leaving and this other this other guy seemed to be apparently leaving the beach too and these three women were arriving and one of them had a little dog with her and he said you can't have the you know you can't have that dog on the beach um, he said to the black woman black women all three and uh, she said it's a it's a support dog you know emotional support animal Yes. Right, support animal. Well, I forget exactly the term she used, but and he said, "Well, no, if he was, it would have had, it would have a uh, a special harness on." And then she turned to him and said, "You know, I'm a PTSD veteran, and that's what the dog is for. If you must know." And she, you know, they all just continued on their way. And at that moment, I was like, "Oh, sh 
that's that's one of those moments I wish I had videoed it. My phone was like about to die. <laughs> but at any rate, it was it they pretty much it was over. It was like really quick, you know. So I was like, okay, that was weird. And so I went to the parking lot and and when I was there, I saw uh, one of the ranger cars there and a ranger was kind of looking in someone's car or just doing some whatever pat- patrolling type stuff. And then, so Permit Pete walks up to the ranger and he, was, he starts telling them that there was this woman who went out there with a dog and dogs aren't allowed and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he said, you know, well, she said it was a support animal, but I know that they're supposed to be wearing a special harness and the... Uh, the ranger said, no, you know, I, I didn't hear what the ranger said, but then I heard the guy say, oh, they don't need one? Yeah. Well, I thought, blah, 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 you know, and he, and he said, well, my friend has a support animal and this is what he wears or something like that, but they... Yeah, he's um, trying to justify his existence. His, right, he, he, he he's just... He's basically he, he was told he was wrong and he kind of was like, oh, really? Uh, or, you know, and I, and I was just amazed that not only would the guy complain the first time, because if the little dog isn't bothering him, if he's leaving the beach, like if it crapped next to his blanket or something <laughs> when he was there, he could yeah, obviously say something, but you know, it wasn't bothering him to begin with. So I was like, that's pretty weird. But then for him to go seek out the ranger and, <laughs> and tell them in the parking lot, I was, I was kind of amazed. So. Yeah. And it's, and I also <laughs> like, I also like how he's like explaining the rules to the ranger. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, really, you're doing that. It's like this guy. OK, whatever. But I, I mean, I have I have a friend who trains um, service dogs and service dogs are not the same as emotional support dogs. Service dogs are, you know, for example, um, the one a dog that is like a seeing eye dog is like a service dog. Um, right. And those dogs, ha- when they're working, um, they need to have the little vest on and also you don't if you are not the person who's who is who needs the service dog and you see a service dog you don't you're not supposed pet to interact the dog, with you don't interact with the dog keep your kids away from the dog because uh, the dog's working and, and you know and a lot of them are you know they're they're to help people who who are vision visually impaired they uh, you know they're the ones that also will detect an oncoming seizure in epileptics and or or they're trained to know if you're going to go into um like a diabetic shock situation they yeah. train them for mm-hmm. all these different mm-hmm. things smell the breath and those are right. service dogs as opposed to a support animal which is can be a dog it can be other things and those are to help somebody with ptsd or other emotional issues cope with being in the world mm-hmm. and that's a different it's a holy, and they're not trained to the same level as service dogs. So, right, you yeah. know, and actually service dogs, I think are allowed to go anywhere regardless because they, yeah, have that, that's what I, I didn't actually know the rules about it either, but it was just, it was just apparent that this dog wasn't bothering anyone. Yeah, <laughs> except, I know. Except this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Such so, is life. Oh, yeah. Dog owner, dog owning while black. So. <laughs> just, just existing in a public space. It's like, oh, I, 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 it, it boggles my mind and I want to smack people. <laughs> um, and I think it was two shows ago where the, the two of you were, were encouraging me to think about running for a local office. 
I think. Was it two shows ago, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, along those lines, I attended on Saturday when Robin was at the beach. I was at the uh, Union County Democratic Committee um, going to a... uh, What the hell is it? Here, you're going to hear me rustling my papers or my notes. Campaign training for... um, for people, it was like for candidates and also for campaign managers, and it was and it was really, um, I think, supposed to be about stuff to do on the day on election day and and bringing up to up to election day. And and what I learned, I learned a lot about things that happen in the campaign. And basically, I learned that I do not want to run for office. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was my main takeaway from this is like what? I don't want to run for office. Well, we're so give us some examples. Okay, well, some okay. Of things that... Some of the things that as a candidate that you have to do and it's like the the main thing that the candidate has to do other than well, first you have to do all of the all of the public appearances. You have to remember people's names, which I suck at. Um, you have to you are you the as the candidate has to make their own um, uh, fundraising phone calls. So not only do you have to call like everybody you know, you have to call them and ask them for money. So this is like, you know, if my comfort zone is like over and I'm gesturing over to, to the left, like at the other end of the room, if my comfort zone is over there, doing all of these things is like so far out of my comfort zone is like out of the house. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I'm realizing that, like, holy shit, like, I, I don't know that I could even, like, I'm just thinking about calling people that I know and asking them for money, and it's like, I can't do this, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And um, well, well, here's the thing. I have two, two things to address those two things. First of all, you got to get an assistant who remembers all the names and just whispers in your ear <laughs> as the person is approaching, like they do on Veep. Yeah. So, yeah. And then as far as the comfort zone about asking for money, you don't ask for money for yourself, you ask money for the issue. No, you know, you're it, at, it, you it, have to ask money for your campaign. There, there's actual yeah, there's legal but things the thing that, is that you, you have, have to, to do. In your mind, say, I'm working to make sure Planned Parenthood stays alive. So when you're at, talking to these people, you you ask them, I really want to make Planned Parenthood stay alive. Can you give money to my campaign so I can do that? So it's not money for yourself. It's money for the work you're going to do. But that's not the work I would do as a member of the city council. Whatever it is. I just gave that as an example. I know. But this is the thing that they teach in in nonprofit organizations and trying to ask people for money is very hard. Everybody says the same thing, though. So you never get anything done if you don't. You have to play this little mind game with yourself. Yeah, but. So anyway, I'm sorry. That's okay. So just making the phone calls is tough for me. So, I mean, I can't even do it like for my own business. So I ain't going to be able to do this for this. And. and that's, I think, when I mentioned on Sunday when I say, you know, I think I'm starting, I think I've become an introvert over <laughs> the later part of my life because I just, I was so exhausted just sitting in a room full of strangers for four hours after that. It, it was like I, I had no spoons left to do anything. Mm-hmm. I just basically sat around and then I went to sleep, I think, at 730 at night. You know, and it, you know, it's, it's, and I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be a lot of sitting in uncomfortable chairs for long periods of time and doing all these other things. 
And it's also getting the, um, the support staff around me, you know, mm-hmm. like who yeah, am I, who's going to be my campaign manager? Who's going to do all of these things? The it's part. like, yeah, it's like, I don't have, I don't have the, the infrastructure in place. And well, I was thinking about taking a role in your campaign, you know, so oh my God, really? if you would, <laughs> if you would be so interested, but it sounds like you're not. I, but I would need the name whisperer too, because that's a downfall that I <laughs> have. Name but, uh... <laughs> but no, the the thing that the thing because of the people who were speaking were some of these people were really freaking awesome people. Um, actually, all of them were very awesome people, and and uh, and these are all of the the people who have run campaigns or worked on campaigns or they're you know they've done that and now they're like on staff for you know various for the for the elected candidates right so and and they're talking about what it is that they got to do as like chief of staff or you know director of uh you know outreach to the african-american community or all these other things and i'm going you know there's there's like no small amount of power in those positions and those would attract me more way more than than being a candidate because you know you're not the face of the agenda you know you're helping set the agenda for the candidate you're helping him get or him or her get these things done but you're not the person who everybody knows who you are and that kind of made me think that you know when when we're looking at um at candidates in elections, especially, you know, statewide or national elections, looking at the candidate is one thing, but also looking at who he's got running his campaign. And I don't know why I keep using male pronouns here. Um, I know why I'm using male pronouns because they're, for most most of these big political positions, they're all men. Um, But when you are looking at how they are running their campaign, you look at who they've got behind them because they're the those are the people who are going to be the chief of staff and those are the people who are going to be really getting everything done um and that's you know and you look at who our current president has and it's like yeah i mean like bannon and all of those people it should have honestly it should have killed it right there but Mm. i don't think we as the general public or at least i know me before i went to the seminar I never paid any attention to who who was behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? well, it's mm-hmm. hard to find out information about those people up until this time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that was mm-hmm. the other the other thing they say. If you're planning to run, you have to vet yourself first, so you would know all of the dirt that your opponents are going to throw at you. So you vetted yourself, <laughs> and, you, and and that's the and that was like the up, final nail in the coffin. I'm just uh-huh. even for you know I'm running for a local office, okay, um, and I'm not completely sure about the demographics, but I don't think there's a whole hell of a lot of pagans, and I don't think there's a whole hell of a lot of Wiccans, and I think that is going to be a big um, <laughs> a big obstacle. In, yeah. in getting yeah. elected, you know, and I don't, and I haven't been schmoozing with, you know, the other city council people and, and the other movers and shakers in the city, you know, there's, and, and if I was going to go do this behind the th- scenes thing, then I should have been doing this, you know, right out of college, because that's how you do that. You go for the political science degree and then you go, you know, you volunteer for a campaign in your twenties and, and then you get a hot, and then if they get elected, you get a job and then you keep doing that. And then you I get think, 
big enough. I think so as an activist, uh, you know, uh, there are places for people in behind the scenes as well. Like you don't have to take that traditional route. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's okay. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, this is why I'm not actually going to run for office. So, right. Because I. That sounds like it is a lot to live up to, you know, and I, I was thinking about that too. I mean, I don't think I could win in any, in any office where they're going to dig up quote unquote dirt on people because I've done a lot of things in my life, you know, yeah. not, not none of which I'm ashamed of, but a lot of which is not, um, electable yeah, probably misinterpreted. Yeah. Well, I used to think my three marriages were going to like kill me. And I I used to joke that I was like saying, you know, my, what I've done with my life has basically killed my brother's chance for running for president. So yeah, that's why, uh, why Wendy's not running for city council. Well, I'm glad you looked into it and it's, it's actually, it inspires me a lot to think farther into what, what are some of the things I might do, you know, what I'm comfortable with and what, I'm not, and I think it's good to kind of look at all that. Yeah. This is Mary, and I just wanted to let you know that I'm coming out with a new website soon, uh, including a blog, so uh, watch this space. This is Wendy Sheridan, and... I usually have a million irons in the fire, but uh, I really would love to not have my coloring books in boxes anymore. I'd like to just be in your house and you coloring them and then taking pictures of them and posting them on Instagram. Uh, So go to wendycards.com and buy a coloring book. You won't be unhappy with them. Yes, I love mine. Me too. And I am Robin Renee. You can find me at robinrenee.com. I'm going to be performing on Friday, August 10th at the Root Studio Open Mic. It's actually a really fun evening of uh, acoustic and spoken word performances of a lot of different folks in the um, Columbia, Maryland area. And I'm going to be the featured performer Friday, August 10th, starts at 7 p.m. If you want to perform, uh, be there. Doors open at 6.30. So Root Studio Open Mic. Columbia, Maryland, come on out on Friday, August 10th. And this week is also uh, Captive Nations Week, which was something that President Eisenhower first proclaimed during the Cold War with the Soviet Union, if you remember those guys. Uh, which was promising that America would stand with the people in captive nations who seek freedom and national independence. And I kind of feel like it's also irony week because Mm -hmm. while this proclamation is saying, you know, everybody should be free and we don't, and we, we are against uh, fascist nations and stuff like that. Uh, it sounds like, you know, we're talking out of the side of our mouth because it really has the feeling that our country is moving towards fascism. And, you know, I just find it ironic that this week is a week for, like, Antifa and, you know, our our Hmm. leaders don't approve of that. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> well, well, speaking of our dear leader, um, <laughs> we we might see some representation of 
him in New Jersey. The big, uh, big baby Trump balloon that was floating around London. Apparently, there's a New Jersey activist who set up a GoFundMe to bring the balloon to Bedminster, right outside the golf course. Where oh, uh, I will, I will drive to Bedminster to look at that. I it would totally be, do that. It would be pretty funny to get some, uh, some images. So apparently, he had a fundraising goal of. Of uh, $4,500, but as of a couple days ago, it was already up to $9,500. Ah. So <laughs> it looks like the balloon is going to be going on tour. They're not sure if they're going to have a new one made or, or have the one uh, from London come over or whatever, but um, we will have to keep people aware of when, uh, when we find out more about when it's going to be in New Jersey. It looks like it's going to possibly go to New York as well and go on a tour of the East Coast. So <laughs> should hang it off the, the Statue of Liberty. There, is there just only one balloon? Uh, so well, far. I don't know. I mean, there's the one that was in London, and they may create another one with the funds. We're not exactly sure what the um, what's going to happen. But that's those are possibilities. So we'll we'll have to uh, stay tuned. I do you want one for your, your lawn? Seeing, seeing the original or just seeing a knockoff? Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I, I you know, it would be really awesome if is if is if it made it into like the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't know. Well. But, uh, we, it, uh, when we're recording this, it's just... Uh, it's the day in, after in Helsinki. News. It's the day after Helsinki, yeah. And <laughs> it's, I, it's kind of made my brain mush right now, trying to listen to what's going on and, and what it means and what Trump says. And uh, it's so disturbing. And I'm wondering, is this ever going to get the Republicans to rethink their position on Trump? But one of the things that I found, because I was trying to just get a handle on this whole thing, because I couldn't listen to the, the press conference itself, or the summit, as they call it, summit, I don't know what they mean by that, but because I just can't listen to Trump anymore. I just can't. It, it, it drives me crazy. But um, I was doing some research and found that uh, uh, John McCain uh, with all the things that are going on with John McCain, he took the time to put out a release, and this is what he said. He said, today's press conference in Helsinki was one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president in memory. The damage inflicted by President Trump's naivete, egotism, false equivalence, and sympathy for autocrats is difficult to calculate. But it is clear that the summit in Helsinki was a tragic mistake. President Trump proved not only unable but unwilling to stand up to Putin. And oh, he and Putin seem to be speaking from the same script as the president made a conscious choice to defend a tyrant against the fair questions of the free press and to grant Putin an uncontested platform to spew propaganda and lies to the world. And McCain continued, no prior president has ever abased himself more abjectly before a tyrant. Uh, I just thought, the, he summed it up. He summed it up. And when our, it, does it take a Republican to be uh, 
at the end of his life and to to come out with the truth when are they going to but he's just talking is he is i mean is he doing anything is he i don't even know is he still in the senate or did he retire he, oh, I think he's, he's officially he's in the Senate, there. but he's at home. He's, he's you at know, home. He's, he's at home. I think he's like in hospice. The thing. Mm-hmm. Can he vote? Can he still introduce he, legislation? They have been saying that he he's not. He wasn't able to vote on. Because um, he has on, to physically be there. Yes. All right. I mean, I can give McCain a pass for not acting. You know. And, and, and I think his words are, are uh, well put. As yeah, his said, words you know? are very well put. And that, but and some I of mean, the other ones, I think that, you know, they're waiting till the end of their career where they're not worrying about getting elected and then they'll all of a sudden speak out, you know, a little well, bit more. But I think we need... Speaking out is, is all it's well only and so good, much. but it's like same fucking, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers when like 50 right. people get shot, you know? Yeah. It's, right. it's useless. That's, that's my point. It's, that's what my are point, they going you know? to act? It's yeah. all I've seen on Facebook for the last 36 hours or whatever is treason, 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 treason. Treason is like when they line you up against the wall and shoot you. Yeah. And when is this going to happen? <laughs> you know? <laughs> He, uh, what what is needed for it to happen? He has to be. Question. They have to impeach him, because that's the only the only uh, or or uh, that's the only legal pro- recourse we have proposition against Proposition Twenty Five. Well, is it Proposition Twenty Five? You mean amendment amendment the Twenty Fifth Amendment? Well, that's, that's yeah, other. that's another thing they could do. Um, but the Twenty Fifth Amendment is like if the guy, well, he is incompetent. But um, yeah, it, it's they have to, you know, nobody's have doing to really anything. be able to prove he's incom- he's he's incapacitated or yeah. some well, other, you know. And there are there are arguments obvious for that, but I don't know that that's going to be what happens at all. But um, so, what is it? It's so article. who's going to make an impeachment? Uh, you, what's involved in impeachment? Well, somebody and, has to has to. Uh, has to impeach they have to make a motion on the floor of the senate and i think it has to also go through the house i'm not sure what the process is uh the constitution article 2 section 4 which i'm looking at right now says the president vice president and all civil officers of the united states shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason bribery or other high crimes and misdemeanors so okay that that's interesting because i didn't know what impeachment meant though because does he lose office or not because didn't they impeach uh clinton yes you can be impeached but then not removed from office you know well i think it was only one 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 chamber passed impeachment on clinton oh okay Mm -hmm. so it wasn't a total impeachment i don't remember i i know i had looked it up because it had come up before it had come up a year ago (laughs) um Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i don't remember exactly uh but you know i i don't even think i think nixon may have been on the way to getting impeached but he resigned before exactly yeah nixon resigned before it happened And, and i think they made like you know the back the back room deal because uh ford pardoned him yeah, that was like mm-hmm. his first thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wouldn't want that to happen. I don't want this fucker to get pardoned. You know, mm-hmm. he's yeah. it's he needs to he needs to be he needs to pay for his crimes. 
Let me put this out there to our listeners that if anybody knows more about this and the specifics of it, uh, please. Uh, what is it? Give impeachment? us, us comment. Impeachment. <laughs> yes. Okay. Impeachment and yeah. whatever it is we're talking about, and you hear something that you can answer our questions. Please answer our questions. Uh, comment. <laughs> yeah. Comments on our website or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think impeachment requires two thirds vote, which doesn't look likely in Congress right now for at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, and I think, I mean, but the scary thing is that when you see the president agreeing with a, a foreign power like Russia and Vladimir Putin in particular on really everything, you know, with no rebukes against any of the things that have happened against our own government, it's, it's, really frightening and it's hard to imagine a, a huge majority continuing to go along with that you know I mean I'm beginning to imagine it because you we are seeing you know like like Wendy said we're seeing comments but not much not toward action. action at this point we're seeing no action. you know yeah and actually it's the House of Representatives it's not the Senate oh, right okay. so okay but but the the thing too was him standing there and saying no collusion right there at the podium that there was no collusion and all this and he's denying that the whole um all the indictments that he was informed about before he went to this help to Helsinki he already knew that what was coming out was like that indictment for Maria Bettina the Russian spy who is now um she's in custody and um, that she, they have written evidence that she was influencing the RNC platform at at the uh, at the um, nomination, and yet uh, yet he's saying no collusion. It's, he's making he's making liars out of his own country and their and their intelligence. Yeah. So my question is what do we do now, you know, because we're in a situation that I don't know that we've ever been in as a country. I you know? agree that I don't think we've ever been quite here before. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, what do we, do we need to start learning Russian? Is that what we need to do? Well, what do we do now? Isn't that what we asked about 10 minutes ago? <laughs> we said and impeachment was the answer but we can't do that well well, well, well i don't know but i mean as individuals done, I, mean, I guess my sorry i'm sorry go ahead no i said you're saying if we can't get that done then what do we do now right i mean as as individuals you know i mean i, I think we all sort of choose the activism that feels right for us and feels a little bit maybe comfortable plus a little bit of pushing our envelope you know um in terms of writing and calling and this and that. And, and, and I used to feel like creating a space for alternative voices was my activism and that was an important role. And, and I, not that I think it's unimportant now, but I think we're at a point where we're in a more urgent state. And so what's next? What are the next things? I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe the next thing, the only things we could do at this point is, is to, work very hard to flip the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we kind of knew that. 
Well, it's even more desperate. It's like if we don't do this, it's nothing is going to change, and it's going to keep this this uh, this train that we're on isn't going to get diverted off to like a different track. And you know where this ends isn't going to be a good place for anybody who's you know uh, not very wealthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I agree that the elections are hugely important and it's I'm trying to find the place that I need to put my energies when you were thinking about running for office yeah. Wendy it really that inspired me and I know that maybe that that's not going to work you know that's fine but then maybe that is working behind the scenes as you were just talking about earlier and well, really putting some hours in with someone maybe that's what I need to do like find a candidate even very locally who can make a difference yeah and really putting time into that or something the other, else the other thing yeah find find um like a local ho a house race and I know I I think you're isn't your congressman a republican oh, Mac MacArthur yes MacArthur you got to get rid of him yeah so so you know find out work on the campaign of whoever's running against him and there will be a lot of activity. Um, they call it GoTV, GOTV, in in the uh, internet where in the in these in the jargon of the campaign people, which stands for get out the vote, and mm -hmm. it's and it's the kind of thing where, you know, they they have canvassers. They've already they've already identified people um, through the phone and through other other uh, polling mechanisms they're finding out they know the households that are supporting that particular candidate and they on the day on election and actually they try to get people to vote early in new jersey specifically because you can vote by mail so whenever they can do a vote by mail they hand these guys these applications so they can get the votes in early um and and once they know that that person has voted then they check them off the list and if they haven't voted yet they actually will send people to their door to drag them to the polls and wow, that's, that's a real, what, Who are they dragging? The people that they people know they are going to vote. Are gonna vote the way they want. They go wow. out and they give them a ride to the polls. They walk with them to the polls. They oh, make sure, sure they vote. Yeah. Um, you know, and that and that effort I think requires a lot of boots on the ground. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you want to volunteer for a campaign, if you're trying, you know, if we're really trying to flip the the house, if we flip the house, we can we can you know work then then the Democrats will be able to set the agenda and we can actually impeach this fucker. Yeah. And get him I, out of there. Yeah. And another thing I really think that is important, which I, I have to be reminded that this is true, but a, a lot of people don't really think about the seriousness of what's happening right now. Because I'm that, glued to the news amazing. all the time. This is a, a big part of what I think about and what I do and the podcasts I listen to and the podcasts we're making, obviously, but a lot of people there, you know, it sounds like it's a faraway thing. I know the president is just talking somewhere and whatever. They don't really think about it. And it is kind of amazing to me because it happens to be an interest of mine. But um, I still think, you know, I, I, I was I was thinking that maybe voices aren't important anymore or not important enough. But I really want just now thinking about it. They really are because reaching people who haven't gotten the point yet I think is vital so yeah you know what I would say though too is what 
what it kind of boils down to is you got to get all those people who didn't vote to vote, right? You got to get the people who didn't vote who would vote for your guy to vote. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if they're not going to vote for your guy, you want them to stay home. Yeah. So, well, what I was going to say, though, is if people, people want to get involved somehow, but they're kind of tepid about it, one of the things that you can get involved with that's kind of uh, like commitment is um, uh, the League of Women's Voters. Um, they're always looking for people to help, uh, just to encourage people to, to register to vote. And while you're there, you can also see which people do you want to encourage and not encourage, but because they're supposed to be bipartisan. But they do have particular issues that they work towards that are involved, they're involved with. So it's not, uh, they, they keep bipartisan, yet they still push certain issues. So I don't know how they manage to do that. But anyway, they're an interesting organization to look into. Um, do, are there issues more towards the, uh, more towards uh, like the letting ge- gerrymandering right. and, yeah it's uh, it's about getting fair voting yeah <laughs> that's what they're that's their deal you know so yeah. they're so they're working um working to get gerrymandering into a fairer into a more reasonable the the congressional districts into a more reasonable shape um mm. you know like they did in pennsylvania and we'll, we'll fix in issues that yeah but you know, if we if if you really want the orange menace out of the White House, we have to flip the house. It's it's you know it's the math. It, it's it's that's how it happens. That the House of Representatives does the impeachment, and I just read it on Wikipedia a little a little bit ago. And then the Senate holds uh, the equivalent of a trial, and you know that's part two of the impeachment, and. Um, and Nixon resigned before the process got underway, and Clinton's impeachment passed through the House, and it died in the Senate, which is why he stayed in office. Mm-hmm. And he was getting impeached because he lied about somebody giving him a blowjob in the Oval Office. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, which at this point, I, yeah, ooh, scandal. Um, but it's not Perspective, like he's right? selling us <laughs> yeah. out to fucking and, Russia, goddammit. And you have to mention that it was a consensual blowjob. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. You know, there's a power dynamic in play there, too. So Yeah, yeah people, that's a, that's a whole other podcast. That's topic, a whole other but, podcast, yes. Right. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, voting and getting people excited about the essential nature of voting this time is serious and uh i'm worried i have to admit i'm at a place right now of uh i don't know i don't want to be at resignation because there's there's we have a lot to do so i'm just trying to stay in that state of mind yeah keep 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 busy have a good week everybody You've been listening to the Leftscape Podcast. Find us online at leftscape.com, on Twitter at Leftscape, and on Facebook at Leftscape. The Leftscape, 
The Shape of Progressive Conversation. New episodes every Wednesday.